Westchester Talk Radio is broadcasting live. News, trends, and more. No one knows Westchester County better than we do. We are Westchester Talk Radio. Good day and welcome to Westchester Talk Radio, westchestertalkradio.com. I'm John Marino. We are produced by Shark Creative, made possible by people like Robeson Oil, the house that service built, by Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark, Get Lipolis by Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard by White Plains Hospital, by Michael Labriola, landscape design and construction of Armonk End by Tompkins Mayapack Bank. We are joined by Siena College pollster Steve Greenberg, Siena College, right outside Albany. And Steve Greenberg, we do this every few weeks, thereabouts every four to six weeks when Siena Polling Institute puts out a new poll. You are working heavily now on the gubernatorial race 2022 in the state of New York. You did some numbers work over the last few days, talking to people around the state, putting the numbers together about the favorability of the suspected announced and who we think might get into the race for the race for governor in New York State on the Democratic side of the ledger. Were the numbers surprising to you? Well, no, I mean, not in light of what we had seen. Look, let's go back a month ago. Uh, Back in December, what we found among Democrats, uh, asking them about the candidates who we thought were in or would be in, likely, uh, the race for governor. And what we saw was Hochul had the support of 36% of Democrats last month. Attorney General uh, Letitia James was in second place with 18%, but 18 points back. Jamani Williams, the public advocate from New York, was in third with 10%. And then you had former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio at six and Congressman Tom Suozzi at six. So right after we put out that December release, Attorney General James announced that she was not, in fact, going to run for governor, but would instead run for re-election as attorney general. So this month we go in the field without Attorney General James. And what do we see? Hochul, 46%, up 10 points from last month. de Blasio, now in second place in this poll, at 12%, up six points. So that's where the Letitia James vote went, largely to Hochul and to de Blasio. And what happens right after you put this survey out? Bill de Blasio says, I'm not running for governor, right? Well, it was it was about two or three hours after we put the survey out. But yeah. Uh, that's exactly right. So we Do you think he saw your numbers and he said, I'm not running? <laughs> well, that's certainly one theory. Um, but Hochul, 46, de Blasio, 12. He then announces he's out. Williams in third place with 11, right there with uh, de Blasio. And Swazi still in uh, bringing up the rear with 6%. We still had a quarter of Democrats, almost 24%, who either chose someone else, 2%, or still didn't know among the candidates who are out there who they would support. Would former Governor Andrew Cuomo work into this mix at all? Well, we had asked about him in the fall. Uh, He he did get uh, somewhere in the mid-teens percent. I think it was like 15, 16% support. Uh, We have not included him since. He has not indicated that he's going to run. Uh, So until he does, we'll, we'll leave him out of it. Uh, but now the, the de Blasio 12% has somewhere to go. 
uh, has to go somewhere. Uh, so the question is, will Hochul pick that up? Will Jemani Williams? Will, will Tom Swazi? But where we stand now, we are five months from primary day, less than 22 weeks. Hochul's at 46%, and that's before de Blasio drops out. So she's approaching 50 before de Blasio drops out. Her favorability rating, and let's just talk among Democrats for a moment, is 60 to 19, three to one favorable. 79% of Democrats have an opinion about her. Only 20% approximately do not have an opinion about her. But when we look at uh, Jemani Williams, 38 to 13 favorability rating, also three to one, pretty positive. But here you have half of Democrats who have either never heard of him or don't know enough about him to have an opinion. And for Tom Swazi, it's not as good. It's 26 favorable, 19 unfavorable, with 55% of Democrats who said they've never heard of him or don't know enough about him. So, so can we say way that ahead in the Hochul has gotten out there and gotten her name out there in a way that maybe we thought she would not. And it would take longer for people to find out who and what Kathy Hochul is and about. Well, I no, I, I'm actually not surprised, John, because look, she is the governor of the state of New York. She's now been the governor for five months. She was never elected to that office, but she gets the bully pulpit of that office. She gets all the powers of incumbency. So last week we saw, or earlier this week, we saw two major announcements from Hochul. One, on the political side, she has more than $20 million in the bank for this campaign far more than any other candidate on either side of the aisle. And her second was she came out with a budget on Tuesday, a state budget, spending more than $200 million that doesn't raise any taxes, that expands money for programs, doesn't cut programs, but adds a billion dollars or more in healthcare spending and education spending and transportation and infrastructure spending. And she says there's no deficit for the next several years in the state budget. So she gets to use the power of incumbency and the bully pulpit to produce a budget that is good for people. A lot of those ideas, as, as you mentioned, uh, you know, were included in her state of the state address, and we know they're popular with voters. Uh, she has more money in the bank than any other candidate. She's more well-known, more well-liked than any other candidate. Five months out from the primary, 10 months out from the general election, she's sitting in the catbird seat. Mm -hmm. And the big problem with Letitia James was that she could not raise anything close to the kind of money that people who stay on top of these things in the Democratic Party of the state of New York told her, you need to hit certain plateaus by certain time periods. And she was not able to do that, not even able to come close. I find real interesting that you got into with people that you polled, the proposals by Kathy Hochul about what she would like to do if she continued as governor of the state of New York. And a total of eight Hochul state of the state proposals enjoy strong to overwhelming support statewide. Yeah. And what's to me more encouraging than that, even John, is the fact that several of them, not one or two, but several of them enjoy wide bipartisan support. Democrats, Republicans, independents all like some of these proposals, which hopefully says to the folks in Albany, well, we ought to do it. Let's get it done. People like it. So, for example, one of her programs that she announced in the state of the state was to enhance programs 
to help uh, those who are incarcerated or those who were formerly incarcerated get the job skills, the training, um, the long-term employment help that they need. 79% of all New Yorkers support it, but that includes 89% of Democrats, 76% of independents, and 63% of Republicans. How about term limits for the governor, the attorney general, the state controller? I'm not even going to give you the statewide number. I'm just going to give you the, par- the number by party. 78% of Democrats, 77% of Republicans, 78% of independents support it. It's pretty consistent. I don't know that I've ever seen an issue quite like that. Uh, her proposal to provide up to $4 billion in uh in bonuses and to support wages for healthcare workers, has the support of 86% of Democrats, 68% of independents, and 66% of Republicans. So 77% of New Yorkers overall. The worst one and the one where Republicans are are most opposed to where the Democrats are is uh, asking voters to approve a $4 billion environmental bondback this year. Uh, in the November election. 70% of Democrats support it. Independents narrowly support it, 44 to 38. But by a 57 to 27% margin, Republicans say no. So overall, it's got 20% support, 53 to 32%. But there we see a clear political divide. Do voters think she'll be able to achieve her goals if elected next November? Well, that's that's a little bit harder. I mean, voters are a little they're they're willing to talk about the issues that they support and oppose, uh, and they they are less confident in her ability to deliver on some of these promises. So, for example, uh, increasing the availability of quality medical care. Fifty three percent of New Yorkers think she will be able to make progress toward her goal. Thirty four percent say she won't. Democrats overwhelmingly think she will. Independents by a narrow margin think she will. Republicans by a narrow margin think she won't. But on the other side, the bottom of that list, making New York a place that people want to live, not leave. 60% of Democrats think she'll make progress there, but 54% of independents don't think she'll make progress, and 63% of Republicans uh, don't think she'll make progress. I'm sorry, 54% of independents, 63% of Republicans do not think she'll make progress. You mentioned this word, Republicans. I hear that's a political party, and I hear they do exist in New York State. I also hear that they're running candidates for governor, too. They are. Uh, and so we did the horse race. This, and I, and I should point out, when we were talking about that Democratic primary horse race, That's not among likely primary voters. This was a poll of registered New York state voters. So those are registered Democrats. But because the enrollment of New York state is 50% Democrat, only 22% Republican, there are enough Democrats in our survey to be able to ask the primary question. But there's fewer than 200 Republicans. So we don't really run a horse race question with that few people. That said, where do the candidates stand, the three Republicans? Very little movement from where they were last month and the month before and the month before that. 
Right now, Lee Zeldin is viewed favorably by 19% of all voters, 18% view him unfavorably. If we just want to look at Republicans, though, because there'll be a Republican primary, Lee Zeldin is viewed favorably by 29% of Republicans, unfavorably by 11 which means 60% of Republicans never heard of Zeldin or don't know enough about him to have an opinion. For Rob Astorino, the former gubernatorial candidate, the former and Westchester County executive couple. Yeah. Uh, his numbers among Republicans, 25% favorable, 13 unfavorable, and again, 60% plus who never heard of him or don't know enough about him. And we had this conversation last month, so it won't surprise you this month. Andrew Giuliani among uh, Republicans is polling at 41% favorable, 24% unfavorable. I continue to believe that that is not an accurate assessment of how New York Republicans feel about Andrew Giuliani, but rather more likely how they feel about his father. Or maybe it's the endorsement he got from Curtis Sleva. Could be. Could be. We'll find out, right? Next Absolutely. month, no more. All right. Steve Greenberg, pollster, Siena Research Institute, Siena College outside Albany. By the way, Donald Trump, more legal issues in the state of New York here for the former president. And you talked to your respondents about whether or not Trump should be required to testify in everything going on in court with him, his organization, at the behest of our state attorney general, Letitia James, and her investigation. Sure. And, and, and we made it clear, we, we're only asking about that. We said that attorney general James is uh, investigating the Trump organization, wants to uh, uh, interview uh, Trump and two of his children. And we asked voters, do you think Trump should be required to testify in attorney general James's civil suit against the Trump organization? Overwhelmingly, 63% of New Yorkers say yes, 27% say no. I know this will shock you. There's a partisan divide here, John. 81% of Democrats say yes, he should be required. By a 51 to 33% margin, independents say yes, Trump should be required to testify. Republicans say no, but this may surprise you. Only by a margin of 47 to 40%. Do Republicans say, no, he should not be required? A majority of Republicans don't say he should not be required. And in fact, four out of every 10 New York Republicans say he should be required to testify. I hear that you spoke to Zager and Evans and asked them, the old musical team from the late 60s, you asked them, will the United States be a representative democracy in the year 5555? <laughs> not quite, but close. We did ask voters. Uh, look, that we, we are living in, in certainly crazy times right now. And this is a question Sienna's never asked. We have never thought to ask it before. But we said, how likely do you think it is that the United States will remain a democratic republic in 2030? So less than a decade in, from now, how likely do you think it is that this country will remain a democratic republic? Only 29% of voters, fewer than a third of New Yorkers, think it's very likely that we will remain a democracy. Another 38% think it's somewhat likely. So you got about two thirds of voters who say it's either somewhat or very likely. But I think the fact that you only have 30 or 29% saying very likely is disturbing. 
And 22% of New Yorkers say it's either not at all likely or not very likely that this country will exist as a democracy uh, less than a decade from now. We'll find out soon enough, as they say, right? One, 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 one piece on that. A third of Democrats, 34%, think it's very likely that we will remain a, a democratic republic. But only a quarter, 24% of Republicans, 24% of independents. So there's not a wide uh, partisan divide, but a third of Democrats, a quarter of Republicans, a quarter of independents think it's very likely that we will have a, 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 an American democracy as we know it now, 10 years from now. Or eight and is New York City Mayor Eric Adams off to a good start? He is. Uh, right now, uh, statewide, 41% view him favorably, 19% view him unfavorably. Within New York City, he's got really good numbers, 63 to 20. Not surprisingly, upstate, um, his favorability rating is 20 to 12. So you've got two-thirds of upstaters who either never heard of Mayor Adams or certainly don't know enough about him yet to have an opinion. And President Biden, despite everything that's been going on, he seems to be holding steady, at least in the Empire State, with his favorability numbers. Yeah, he's he's treading water. He's at a 52% favorable, 42% unfavorable. It's above water, but in a state, as we were just talking, that is two to one Democratic. That's not a great number uh, and virtually the same as it was last month. Steve Greenberg, pollster, Siena Research Institute, Siena College. Always, we thank you. The numbers guys, we call you here. And we'll talk again next time around. Much appreciated. Thank you for keeping us up to date. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Steve Greenberg here on Westchester Talk Radio. I'm John Marino on The Beat in Westchester, produced by Shark Creative, made possible by Robeson Oil, the house that service built. Lipolis Electric, don't be left in the dark to get Lipolis. By Hightower Westchester, managing your wealth to a fiduciary standard. By White Plains Hospital, by Michael Lambriola Landscape Design and Construction of Armonk, and by Tompkins Mayor Pack Bank, catch all of our Westchester, Rockland, Putnam and Duchess, Orange and Fairfield County talk radio programming on our YouTube channel. It is called the Shark Creative YouTube, and we have an app now for you to take everywhere and any place you go to. We call that Westchester Talk. Download it now if you have not done so as of yet. You're listening to Westchester Talk Radio. Powered by Shark Media, a division of Shark Creative. And made possible by Entergy Indian Point Energy Center. Visit safesecurevinyl.com.